0: Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Thank you so much and thank you to everyone that's joined us on the call this morning. We made it to Friday everybody so I'm sure all of you have got a lot of good things to close your week out strong so I wish you all the best. I'm certain you'll go into the weekend really focused and able to refresh and renew yourself for the upcoming week. So we're going to go ahead and share on today, continuing with our series, Mind Your Gap. We're going to uncover the fourth stumbling block, and that is holding on to two independent wills. Holding on to two independent wills. This fourth stumbling block to single-mindedness is, I believe, the whole basis and sort of the other slice of the bread, right? We had the first stumbling block, we had the other two in the middle, and now we're closing out the sandwich. Um, And it is important that we understand them in their individual um, stumbling blocks, but also collectively so that we're equipped to better identify where we are, where we're at and what we're experiencing at a certain time, in our lives, and I said this yesterday and I say it again, These, this whole series I know is kind of heavy, right, but it's definitely meant for correction. It's meant to provide insight because we can't do anything, grow or move forward, if we don't know and have the tools. So I personally believe to each and every one of you that have been on the call, you're at a stage in your life that you needed to hear this for whatever reason. Only you know that and only you can rightfully apply it to your life. Take what works for you, what is speaking directly to you, and discard the rest. But I encourage you, in all means, to make sure that you keep your heart open to receive because this has been an exciting journey for me, and it has been definitely a huge eye-opener to a lot of other things to be prepared because there's something getting ready to take place in this next level, and we've got to be fully equipped and prepared for it. So as we talk about holding on to two independent wills, We're talking about having and holding on to two independent wheels of thought in your mind. As a Christ-centered believer, there is a single-minded will that should exist in your life, and that is that Christ is your Lord and Savior, and that through Christ you have direct access to the inheritance that's left for you by God, that you are the righteousness of God through Christ. That is, That should be so rooted in your soul and into your heart, and it's something you renew daily because the world's attempt is going to take that. It works to take it away from you and take that reality from you. And a lot of times the symptoms that show up in our lives is doubt, indecisiveness, and procrastination simply as leaders because we question ourselves. We question what we're doing. Opportunities come to us, and we are very slow at deciding the action that we need to take. We're not moving forward to either move to the next decision. We're saying, well, I need to pray about it. Or we'll say, I'm not sure if that's God because he gave you an idea, but it's not sexy enough for you. It's not flashy enough. It doesn't sit or look like everybody else's. So in your mind, you sit and you contemplate, and your first reaction is to say, well, I'm not sure if that's God because you're going to delay and wait on it instead of taking the action that he told you to take right then. And that's okay because what's going on inside of us is that there's this internal conflict and there is a psycho, a psychology term called cognitive dissonance, D-I-S-S-O-N-A-N-C-E, cognitive dissonance. And it is the mental stress or discomfort experienced by an individual who holds two or more contradictory beliefs, ideas, and value, As I said, as Christ-centered entrepreneurs, our ideas, value, values, and beliefs are given to us by our creator. He's already given us those precepts. He's already given us our ways to operate. So those are written, but the moment we have anything that is contradictory to that, that's what we're experiencing is cognitive dissonance. And at the same time of experiencing it or being confronted by new information that is in conflict with your existing beliefs, ideas, or values, you're experiencing cognitive dissonance, right, that mental stress. And this theory focuses on how humans strive for an internal consistency. Because, again, all of this is going on inside. Nobody can see this, right? But that need for internal Consistency, that need for internal certainty in our lives when we're actually created to live uncertain with complete trust in the one that created us. But when we're, what this particular theory says, when we strive for that, that when and when, when we're striving and this inconsistency is experienced, right, this dissonance is experienced, here is the behavior that most individuals have, and I want you to really hear this good. It says individuals will tend to become psychologically uncomfortable and they are motivated to attempt to reduce this dissonance as well as actively avoiding situations and information which are likely to increase it. So in light of understanding how that theory focuses, I want us to go look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 7. And in there there is a clear picture of what cognitive dissonance looked like. We see, starting in verse seven, it says, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they showed they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Well, right there we see that the moment that Adam and Eve consumed of the tree of good and evil, the Knew the second opinion entered, right, because prior to that, they were breathing to them the spirit of God himself, the word, the Christ, the, the mind of Christ was in them, right? And the moment they consumed the tree of knowledge, that tree of knowing good and evil, I like to say the tree of two opinions, they now brought in a contradictory idea. To what was already a part of who they were Right And that was by will By choice That wasn't a mistake Right There's a difference between a mistake and a sin a, a sin is to do something willfully That you know is wrong And they knew eating of that tree Was wrong Because they were told that Back in chapter 2 Right So let's stay here With this cognitive dissonance As you see So the first thing is It, it, it enters in Right so now they have the presence of two independent, two or more independent wills going on in their life, right? They've got the mind of Christ, and then they have the knowledge of good and evil. So there, to me, that's three minds, right? That's just already a complete mess. So we go as we go through that and we look and see it, says now it, it enters into their consciousness. And this is me paraphrasing what I just read. It enters in their consciousness by saying their eyes were open. And now they are aware of their external condition. They're now aware that they're naked, right, because they were never told that. They've been naked. They were created naked, right? So, But now, because they have brought in this other idea that is contradictory, there's this thought, oh, we're naked. And so in an attempt, right, that's what the definition says, in an attempt to reduce the cognitive dissonance that's going on, they proceeded to cover themselves with fig leaves. Their mind said, let's grab some fig leaves, sew them together, and let's cover ourselves. This is the form of self-righteousness because instead of them in the moment saying, let me go to God and find out how do I correct where I've gone wrong, their effort. To reduce the dissonance is to now take charge of their own lives, take control for themselves, and form their own sense of self-righteousness by covering themselves with fig leaves. So they continue. We keep reading. We go into verse 8. It says, And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. So we continue to the second part of the definition here when it says they attempt to reduce the, di- the dissonance as well as actively avoiding situations. So now because they're uncomfortable with their physical condition and they know that their attempt to take control of the situation for themselves still did not render its proper solution or get rid of the dissonance, they decide to hide. They are avoiding actively avoiding the situation, avoiding confronting the fact that they did not and they chose to do opposite of the will of God. They refused to deal with hearing what God and being honest and open about what they had done so they decided to hide themselves. And as we see, we keep reading to verse 9, and the Lord calls out to them. He does that to us, too. When we kind of go off and try to hide ourselves, he'll call out to us, where art thou? And he says in verse 10, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. So we can still see here that his attempt to reduce the cognitive dissonance doesn't go away, right? Because the two contradictory thoughts are still at battle. Even though he sold the fig leaves and even though they're here, the solution cannot be rendered. It doesn't remedy, it doesn't go away. So now he's telling him, I'm naked. In verse 11, he says, And who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? So right here, I want you all to pay real attention. He was not asking this question because God didn't know what he had already done. He was asking the question in an attempt to get Adam to take responsibility for what he had done, for the choice that he had made. And instead, he decided to deflect. His response in in verse 12 is an attempt to deflect responsibility. To pass the blame, he still does not see that he is operating in two minds, two independent wills, because God is coming to give him an opportunity to come back into the right single mindedness. Yes, Lord, I did. I know you told us not to, but yes, I did. He then attempts to blame the woman. Right, And so many people focus on that whole point. But the fact of the matter is is that this whole cycle is going on, and this is what we all battle with. We all battle with cognitive dissonance because we are still, instead of deciding to purpose our will to follow only what Christ has called for us to do, we have this idea that we somehow know what's best for our own lives. And so we sit and we ponder decisions trying to go back between two independent wills. This is not to say that there are not things that in, in us that by nature we want to do different. But if you are a person, Christ-centered entrepreneur and leader who is renewing your mind daily, You're applying the righteousness of God to your life, not just when you need an answer, but daily to have yourself renewed. When the time comes for you to make the decision, you can stand boldly before the throne of grace and say, I know I will make the decision and God is with me, no matter what the outcome is. See, if you can see the attempt is to try to change the outcome trying to control it instead of completely surrendering your life unto the will of God because God will use every situation and every circumstance. Your attempt to think that you're going to avoid mistakes in business and in life is causing you to have two wills. You're trying to control outcomes in your life that you are not able or even equipped to do. It's not called You You are creating mental stress in your life because you have yet to really find the joy and peace in being fully given over in your thoughts, your ideas, your attempts to what God has said. If you know the beliefs, the values, and the precepts, as long as you are not willfully doing by choice something you know to be wrong, let the mistakes happen because the mistakes are there to make you better. They are there to strengthen you. They are there to keep you growing. They are there to prepare you for the end. If you ever doubt this mistake or surrendering your life into Christ leads you to the end of the vision that he gave you, just go and read Joseph, right? He gave him a vision, but Joseph surrendered his will unto God. Things that happened to him by his choice to share with his brothers, right, was a mistake, not a wrong, it was a mistake. But even in the mistake, he still got to the design end because the things in the middle needed to happen in order for him to be the leader in the right position at the right time with the right heart for the vision to come to pass. So do not delay getting to your vision, seeing things come and manifest in your life because you're trying to control it. You're trying to create big weeds to fix the issue. Take responsibility for what has happened. Ask God to teach you the lesson, but keep moving and knowing that Christ is with you nonetheless. His grace and his mercy shall sustain you, and you will get to what it is that you have been designed to do as a steward, but you need to eliminate the mental stress that's showing up in your life as indecisiveness, doubt, confusion, and procrastination by being of a single mind, not holding true to two wills in your life. I know I went over a couple of minutes, but I appreciate each and every one of you for staying. I hope that this whole week, has blessed you, has encouraged you, equipped you, ignited you to just be excited about where you are and looking forward to the process and embracing it every step of the way, walking in your truth, being intentional and authentic with your leadership. I'm excited for you. I look forward to seeing all of the great things to come in your life personally and professionally. And thank you for joining us on Wisdom Inspired. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back on the line on Monday.